That's better. Is that better? That's better. Okay, good. Uh, I'll tell you what else is great. I'll tell you what else is wonderful. I'll tell you what else is almost like a miracle, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, is progress. Isn't it? Isn't it such a wonder? Isn't it such a gift? Progress. Do you know what I'm saying? Human progress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta go Gotta go fast. <laughs> is that progress? That Gotta go fast. Just this, this fucking compulsion to stretch and reach and explore and fly and expand and build and grow. <laughs> progress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't it yeah. wonderful? Uh, yeah, that is a wonderful part of the human spirit. The human experience. And a great thing is that there have been so many wonderful organizations, haven't they? And companies just full of the smartest and the brightest people <laughs> with the best intentions that have helped us. Why do I progress. feel like it's not one of those that you're going to talk about? You know, these, <laughs> these fine organizations, mm. these wonderful people have helped us not only to dream, Corey, but then to dream of progress and then seeing those dreams come to life. It's wonderful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. How many people have helped us just get better at life. Yeah. Uh, which is why this week, to start your Jack of All Graves, uh, uh, I would like to celebrate the, the Chisso Corporation. Chisso. The Chisso. C-H-I-S-S-O. The Chisso Corporation. Now they are a chemical company they make chemicals oh boy those are always good good companies those are my favorite kind yeah the chemicals that uh that help us progress you know they 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 aren't called the chisel corporation anymore by the way since 2012 they've rebranded themselves as jnc but make uh, no mistake i'm gonna guess you're gonna tell me why make that no happened. mistake <laughs> there was a there was an oopsie a little, right. little tiny oopsie, no big deal, no harm, no oopsie. foul. There was an oopsie, Chisso Corporation, there's an oopsie. Because they've been around since 1908, right, Chisso? And um, they are, the, right now their stock in trade is liquid crystal, right? That wonderful, incredible substance, Corey. What is their country of origin, this Chisso company? They're Japanese. Japanese company. Liquid yep. crystal, you say. Liquid crystal. So uh, look at your phone screen, look at your TV, look at your laptop. Ah. LCD screens, right? Chisso oh. right now. It's a very good chance that the Chisso Corporation might have helped build the screen I'm talking to you on right now. And I'm sure I'm going to feel very comfortable about that by the end so of this cool. conversation. So they've been going many, 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 many years, right? But over 100 years ago, 1908, right? Chisso opened a chemical plant. Mm -hmm. A chemical plant in uh, Kuamoto Prefecture in Japan, an area called Minamata. Okay. No, uh, that, Minamata. None of that means much. None of that rings me. any bells. All right. No. So let me try and describe Minamata of 1908 to you. Uh, lots of small coastal villages. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful, Sounds picturesque. Beautiful. Oh, doesn't it? Fishing towns, mm. yeah. Fish, seafood. Um, seafood, just love it. Delicious. <laughs> lovely, just a lovely place. <laughs> now, um, I don't know if you're aware, I certainly wasn't before looking into this as deeply as I have today, but there was something of a boom in the Japanese chemical industry in the 1930s, okay? Mm. And uh, the Chiso Corporation were a big part of this in the 1930s. They kind of pivoted away from making... Um, uh, you know, fertilizers and whatnot. They chemical, they, they kind of, they split off into the hardcore side of chemicals and their main stock in trade became something called acetaldehyde. Okay? Acetaldehyde. 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 It's not all they made. Fuck no. They made acetylene. They made uh, acetic acid, vinyl chloride, octanol. But acetaldehyde 
was their biggest output during the 30s, right? It's a precursor chemical. Okay. And it was produced in fucking huge volumes in Minamata, right? And as the Chiso Company plant in Minamata grew, so did the town become more prosperous. Uh, at one point, you know, half of all of Minamata's tax all uh, came from the Chiso factory. A quarter of all of the jobs in that entire fucking region all came from the Chiso plant in Minamata. And Chiso were, of course, <clears throat> venting fucking all manner of fucked up wastewater. Oh boy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because the chemical process used to create acetaldehyde. What did it use as a catalyst? It used mercury, okay? Good old Ugh. fucking hardcore mercury sulfate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happens? Acetaldehyde pollution goes on all around in the Minamata and the surrounding areas all the way through the 30s, all the way through the 40s. Did people, like, know... So, like, last week, uh, when my dear friend Xander was here, I talked mm. about the Radium Girls. And one of the things about Radium is that people didn't know that it was toxic, really. Yes. You know, they yes. kind of... Especially because if you got it, like, on your hands or something like that, you were fine. It was only if you ingested it that yes. it was an issue. And people weren't really eating it until, like, radium girls putting their paintbrushes in their mouth. Um, yep. So with mercury at yep. this point, or, like, at, did people already know, like, this shit is super toxic and you should not be introducing it to well wherever? Fucking great questions, right? And... Let me tell you that this acetaldehyde that uh, Chiso were producing, it became, they just started producing more and more and more and more and fucking more of it, right? right. And the, one of the biggest problems with what went down in Minamata was just how goddamn much pollution this company were causing mm. in the surrounding area. Right. One of the biggest problems was narrowing down all of the pollutants. Okay. To find the <laughs> one, which the one, one is... which was okay. actually causing all of the fucking mayhem. Because... Let it be fucking written. Mayhem is what they were causing, right? Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the 1950s, the first indicator that something was badly fucked up was an epidemic of really fucking strange behavior in cats. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Local yeah, cats, on. local pet animals were fucking throwing themselves into the sea and dying, leaving people completely fucking baffled. Oh, they were wow. drowning themselves, right? Uh-huh. And this was happening all around Minamata, all around the prefecture, all around the surrounding area. No other animals, uh, just cats. Just cats. Dogs mainly, are fine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mainly, Ma mainly, okay, mainly, mainly cats. Okay. Because then that um, kind of evolved, mutated itself in 1956 when the very first uh, human patient of what was developing in this area turned up at the Chiso Family Hospital, yeah. That sounds cute. Thing. Sounds like Doesn't very it? quaint. Site. Little seaside um, hospital. 1956. Keep in mind, they've been producing acetaldehyde since the 30s. 1956. Right. A five-year-old girl presents at the Chiso Family Hospital. Uh, she has, uh, she's having convulsions. She's got mobility problems. She's got a total lack of strength in her limbs and her neck. Uh, she's got slurred speech. Um. Later on, that girl's sister developed exactly the same symptoms. Others from other families. And on the fifth, of the, the, sorry, the first of May, the first of May, nineteen fifty-six, the director of that Chiso Family Hospital uh, went to the local public health authority and reported, and I quote, an epidemic of unknown disease of the central nervous system. This was the first official discovery of what came to be known as Minamata disease. 
This is 56, you said? This is 56. 56. This, I'm already uh, invested. I mean, central nervous system things are amongst, like, the worst kinds yes. of, like, just debilitating things that yes. can happen to you. So I'm sure this is going to yes. be a fun ride. Well, look, um, the link between the people and the cats? Mm-hmm. Seafood diet. Mm-hmm. People are eating seafood at the table, giving scraps mm-hmm. to the pets, the cats, who were getting the disease first. Right. It was then going on to people. And this is, and I, again, whenever I try to science on, on Jack of all graves, <laughs> I can just imagine sweet Eileen. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Our dear Boffin. Sweet Eileen. And I, I I'm going to explain this until she comes along and strokes my hair and tells me to rest. Rest, Mark. <laughs> Stop now. My dear sweet child. But I'm going to try and explain a fucking process, right? All right. Cool, let's check do this it. out. Biomagnification. Oh boy. All right. Biomagnification. So in the wastewater that Chisel were pumping out was something called, uh, was, was mercury, right? Which gets fucking catalyzed into a super toxic form of mercury, methyl mercury, when it enters the food chain, right? Microorganisms, your algae, your planktons convert this fucking inorganic mercury into methyl mercury, which has been through... You know what I mean? A, a, a biological system that's then eaten by bigger animals, which then pro- produces more of that methylmercury. And the concentration gradually increases, increases. Biomagnification. The further up the food chain this fucked up substance goes, strangely, the more it becomes concentrated. Right. Yes. It's basically like small thing eats it, bigger thing eats that, and you're just getting bigger and bigger. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Biomagnification. So absurd amounts of long term you know, uh, uh, environmental fucking just ravaging the environment, this company. Right, it's kind of counterintuitive because normally you expect something to disperse over time, yes. right? Like, oh, yes. there was a toxin and then it like dispersed, but instead but no, it's for, getting for more and more potent. That, that, that period between the 30s and the 50s, Chisso were just pumping this shit. It was traveling all the way, to, you know, it was traveling for fucking uh, nautical miles out mm. to sea. Um to 59 then, to July 1959, right? Just a few months after that first... Oh, sorry, a few years after. First, a few years after that first girl was diagnosed. Uh, researchers from uh, a nearby university, Kumamoto University, discovered just massive levels of mercury poisoning, which they then deemed... They named Minamata disease, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I said that some of the hardest work was actually fucking isolating which of the chemicals was causing all the issue, there was lead... There was manganese, arsenic, thallium, copper, mercury, Jesus all of this Christ. shit in the local water. Took huge work to highlight just, you know, which of those toxins was the cause. And I'm sure uh, it's like there had to have been to a degree the other things were part of it too, right? Like oh, a zillion percent. But remember yeah. you remember the the um the radioactive apartment from a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hair samples that were taken from individuals with minimata disease and from the kind of minimata population in general, right? Um, the uh, an average level of mercury is four parts per million, right? Mm-hmm. For people living outside the Minamata area, those who were suffering from Minamata syndrome, it's seven hundred and five parts <gasps> per million. Oh no, that feels but like mercury, too much. Mercury is fucked, right? Super mercury, super mercury is fucked. Um, so what do you think Chisu did when uh, approached and the finger was pointed squarely and correctly at them in their direction of blame? took full responsibility and changed their practices and paid out the people who were suffering from this disease. 
would be the correct answer if you'd said the opposite of that. Right. Yeah. Right? No. Okay. I can see how they that They denied would all be a fucking thing. knowledge and blame. The pollution just fucking <sighs> carried on. Um, so where are we now? We're in August 1956. 13 people are dead already. Uh, poisoning people continuing to fall ill. And more importantly, fucking hell, Cory poisoned people starting families. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Did it get all um, up in the. Oh, it did, yeah. Babies born genes? with. Uh, symptoms quite similar to cerebral palsy, um, as well as you know babies with deafness, with blindness, with underdeveloped limbs. The, this 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 company Chiso that had also fed the economy of Minamata was now killing it. Fishing yields in the area went down in total by like ninety odd percent. Oh wow! Um, so it's both physically killing people and economically killing them uh, as well. It is. It is raping the fuck out of the place. It is absolutely destroying the place. And while Merrily being so responsible for the for pretty much the entire town's economical lifeblood, right? That there's no you know there's no there's no kind of the world at large is exerting no pressure on this company to stop, and right. and, and they did not. I mean, um, it's amazing how like this this story just repeats over and over again. We have like the story that you told of like the Bhopal disaster. We've got yeah. the radium one that I told. You've got, you know, all these different things. And it's like this, it's like they're coming from a playbook of like. Yes. Oh, good. Just, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, out. like. The same uh, songs play out. Shirking I mean, the responsibility, um, killing off entire groups of people. And like, yeah. I mean, you can see like it's the same kind of thing that happens with, like miners and black lung and stuff like that. Yes. Where like, especially in that finger. case, like you're talking yeah. about places where like the company runs the entire economy and there's like yeah. no other choice but for you to be a part of this and then they're also just like killing people at the of same course. time of course of course of course and and all the while right without without uh, uh, admitting any blame whilst wrapping everything in legalese and in the, this kind of weird uh, kind of japanese honor kind of language right you know because were people like trying to sue them like all the fucking time right, okay ever since ever since before the mercury uh, Chisu were paying out uh, Chisu were paying out kind of piecemeal shitty payments to people whose businesses they'd uprooted uh, sure, to people right. whose you know whose livelihoods they'd ruined uh, all you know all without any admission of blame all without any direct ad, you know mm-hmm. a, a admission of culpability uh, and and this is fucking disgusting I mean all the while through the the, the kind of the, the, the mercury scandal right um chisu were making noise about changing their filtration methods and Mm -hmm. changing their wastewater in 59 right um uh, december 1959 they installed something that they called a cyclator in the factory right Mm -hmm. which was uh said to remove all toxins all lead all mercury and in like a big publicity event the fucking president, Akichi uh, Yoshioka, right? Drank a glass of water out <gasps> the cyclator. This is clean fucking water. Look at this for a Oh stint. my God, it's flint too. Like glass. seriously, everything. Oh, yeah. it's a straight it's up playbook. Except, except. It wasn't they knew the actual water, was it? There was, it wasn't the water. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 at a later kind of inquest, it was said that the purification tank was installed as a social solution <sighs> and they knew it did nothing to improve uh, or oh, sorry, to remove organic mercury levels. It was simply <laughs> a pantomime, you know? Right, yeah. Um, but completely successful. And pretty much 
everybody involved was fucking hoodwinked into thinking that the wastewater had been made safe from the 1960s onwards. Mm. Uh, meaning meanwhile, that, you know, the local... Like, people yeah, must have me, still been manifesting yes, these exactly. symptoms. Yeah, meanwhile, the local medical kind of... Uh, the, the medical... Um, uh, infrastructure then is completely unprepared for brand new fucking minimal patients right. turning up because they, they they were under the impression that it had been solved. Right. The harm just continues. The damage just continues year after year. Fucking you know through through the decades. Um. Uh, official recognition, right? It, it was officially recognised that Chisto had caused minimata disease in 1969. Some 12 years after that first fucking discovery of that that girl's symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um. And just, I mean, we've spoken about earthquakes before. We've spoken about, you know, Bhopal, the Bhopal disaster oh, before. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's loads of different kind of social factors, economic factors, and time and evidence. It's impossible to determine what the actual death toll right. would have been, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the Japanese official records record 1,784 people, and that seems low. Yeah, I'm going to guess it was more than that. That kind of seems low, particularly because lawsuits still continue. You mm. know, the lawsuits are ongoing today. Right. Um, you know, in 2012, like I said, the company rebranded. They're not Chiso anymore. No, sir. They're the JNC. Yeah. Japanese Network Chiso or something similar like that. Um, and never, like, saw punishment or anything for any of this stuff. I don't. That I, I don't believe so. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna hold off on saying did they get punished or not because I, I'm not. I'm not certain. I think that rebrand might have had something to do with a legal agreement that they reached. And I guess like but my they're still, question they're still is, trading. they're still trading, right? So they're still trading. Like when did they? They had to have some point change those practices, right? Or are they still well, just ah, poisoning ah, 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 this entire right. so, community? And um, then like once they change the practices, do they acknowledge that? Because if they acknowledge yeah. that, then they have to acknowledge like what we were doing before. What seems to have happened fucking is, with people. What seems to have happened is acetaldehyde itself has kind of fallen become out of... obsolete. Right, okay. Right? Yeah. Um acetaldehyde itself is now nowhere near as as crucial in manufacturing as it is. Other methods of, of you know, have superseded its use and it isn't used as much. And it feels to me as though that is the, in, in, in part, you know, that is right. the biggest part of that company sorting their shit out as opposed to any kind of attempts at, at you know, recompense or or reparation, you know. Um, in fact, it seems to me as though the best thing to have come out of all this was in 2013, the United Nations brought in uh, something called the Minamata Convention on Mercury. Mm-hmm. Okay. Came in uh, 2013. It regulates the whole kind of life cycle of consumer mercury product, batteries, all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, it's 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 got a goal of kind of stopping it entering the human biome. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, in a sense, also lets them off the hook because if there's a regulatory body in charge of that, yes, then again, sir. they can change practices without having to acknowledge it had anything to do with them. It was like, oh, simply the government made us yes, change sir. the way we're doing things. So, today's Jack of All Graves, this week's Jack of All Graves is in the name of progress. <laughs> and all yeah. who have made it happen in such beautiful, organic, and pain-free ways. Oh, God. Being human is painful. Oh, it's the fucking worst, man. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise en scène. 
has ever said mise en scène in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so, outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's so it's good, good to, to have you back. I have missed you dearly, Mark. Um, stop it, because I will become emotionally agitated. <laughs> Is that which, how you're describing it? Emotionally, uh, what's the opposite of calm? Emotionally fractious? Sure, I like that word. What do we say? What do we say about that? Emotionally unpredictable. Mm. Unstable? Kind of where I, am. Un- I like unpredictable uh, uh, better than unstable. Uh, 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 we don't say unstable. No, yeah, no, no. unpredictable. It's got connotations, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it does have connotations. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you for saying so. It's a lovely thing to say. And I only hope that, hey, if one of our listeners agrees, <laughs> we're not doing well as a podcast, are we? <laughs> no, I'm sure that, you know, everyone loved Xander. We got great feedback on Xander last week. But of course, cool. everyone loves when you're here. Well, um, good. I mean, I do too. Oh, good. I'm glad we're I'm we're in agreement it. on that. It'd be really upsetting if, like, right now you're like, I actually don't <laughs> want to be Listen, here. And you keep dragging the, me back here every week. The week that happens is the week I will resolve to say something about it next week and do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. As long as we're on that wavelength. <laughs> yes, sir. Perfect. <laughs> Hi. Looks like you're having fun. I'm having, I'm having a great time, Mark. It's been mm. a, a good week. I've been on vacation with my uh, college besties. This past week, my old roommates, Monica Michelle, my friends, Brianna and Kristen, uh, mm. we went up to Montreal um, and just kind of wandered around, ate good food, drank good wine, watched TV, um, stayed in like a giant lakeside Airbnb. Oh, um, that sounds so good. Yeah, it was just like, it was so nice. Uh, yeah. it was, going to Montreal is a lot of fun because it's like going to France, but if the people were nice. I see. So, uh, so it, it, I mean, it isn't It isn't just like a benign stereotype, is it? People in Canada are genuinely lovely so people. So nice. Like, nice. And especially like I've been to not really the middle of Canada, but I've been to Vancouver many times. I've been to Montreal many mm. times. And especially Montreal is just like really delightful. Someone even said to like, we were sitting outside this vineyard and I was like, um, I feel like we fit in really well here and people aren't like annoyed by us because everyone here is like really boisterous and like crank to 11. And Yikes. like, you know, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. is like, everyone's loud and emotional yeah. and stuff like that here, which we are as well. And then some delightful lady from Montreal um, came and was like, oh, where are you guys from? And, you know, uh, she was like, uh, you guys fit in so well here. You're so boisterous oh. and like. <laughs> Isn't that was like, lovely to hear? Yeah, I was like, oh, just a place that you had an instinct about, a place that right. you had a vibe about when you were right. Yeah, I was like, we're Very on the nice. same wavelength. The drivers in Canada, this is all over Canada, are like fucking insane. It's like they're okay. so sweet when you like talk to them anywhere. Everyone we talked to was so sweet. There was like a guy who we walked past a restaurant and we were like trying to figure out if it was like the entrance or not. And this guy, one of the servers came out and he was like, well, now you have to come in. And we were like, okay. So we come inside. (laughs) Yeah, got me. He wasn't one of our servers, but like he then later made a point to come over and he was like, I'm so glad you're here. And we're like, you and like later on we ran into him on the street and he was like oh hey you guys and it's like are you having a great (laughs) evening and like we're like fucking hell 
like everyone was like that there. But then they'd get in their cars and it's the Wild West. There's no rules at all. And if you look up driving in Canada, this is it will tell you this everywhere. Like no one believes in stop signs. Lanes are like optional. Like speed limits are not a real thing. Everything is fake. Do what you want. And it is so crazy and stressful. And, uh, you know, we were just like constantly incredulous like people would do stuff and like just merge out of nowhere and all this and we would just be like how how did how is this real how is this a thing uh and nobody else seems bothered by it uh <laughs> i mean I, I i harbor i harbor a desire to visit canada i'd love to go to canada oh to. yeah you would have a great time it, it's yeah, wonderful yeah, we've, we've spoken about it you know uh, uh, from a family point of view which sure. it's definitely on the list for the next couple of years yeah it, it's wonderful and it's neat like I, you know, speak French or whatever, but not Quebecois French. Um, mm. So I could read everything, but I could not as- understand a word anyone was saying. Uh, but oh, nice. it was really... I, I, that appeals to me. Yeah, right? It was like really kind of neat to be, you know, we drove six hours and we are in a French-speaking country. And like yeah. one of my favorite things was we walked into a diner, right? And this diner is decked out in like Elvis stuff and like old Hollywood things, like really Americana style diner. And <laughs> yeah, then the yeah. owner, we come in and he's and we, you know, we, we come in and he's like, oh, bonjour, you know, all that stuff. And then we are like, oh, hi. And he was like, oh, no, I have to practice my English. <laughs> and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> we were like completely nice. surprised that we're in this like super American place and he barely speaks English. And most people like... If you're in the city, people speak pretty good English. But when you're like out in the boonies and stuff where we were. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah. Hit or miss Wonderful. on that. Yeah. And it was just delightful. So Kristen and Brie are still here in my home uh, watching 65 upstairs. And uh, we're going to. Yeah. You know, they had to they had to see for themselves. They couldn't take my word for it. Uh, yeah. And they're we're just going to have some pizza and wine and you know watch austin land for the millionth time and uh that'd be good so beautiful so yeah. so so beautiful i i'm i i know i said this to you earlier on but I, I it bears repeating because it's become truer to me as i've aged right mm-hmm. uh i've what's the word here cultivated my circle of friends yeah. currently to the point where it's at the stage i'm very very pleased that it's at yeah it's kind of a one in one out from here on in <laughs> sure. Um, but my take is that to continue friendships, meaningful friendships as you age, you have to put more work in. You've got mm. to put more fucking work into them, yeah, man. Of course. You know, people will live further away from you. People will get families. People have competing priorities. Yeah. If you want to stay cool with the people that you're cool with now, as you, you know, as you, as you age, as you go into go, you know, boldly into that good night, you've got to fucking <laughs> put the work in. That sometimes means a drive. It means making plans. Yeah. It means sticking to those plans. Otherwise, you're not going to have any fucking friends left. Yeah. Unless, mm. unless you unless. still live in the fucking town you grew up in and sure. you're friends with the same people that you went to school with. In right. Because that's an entirely different set of problems that I'm even going to address. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Uh, but yeah, I completely So what I'm saying agree. is it, it looks like you're having a great time and I'm proud. Oh, I like I that. Okay. Yeah, it's an <laughs> odd word, but I feel good about it. Um, it and yeah, felt right. you're, you're completely right, though. You know, it's like we 
have said it's hard to like kind of explain how this happened because literally Michelle texted us like four or five months ago. I was like, I want to go to Montreal. Do you guys want to come? And we all just went, yeah. And (laughs) just, you know, she gave us some dates and we all went, all right, blocked it out and decided to go. Um, Hmm. And I think that's exactly it. You know, you got to you got to just if you can, obviously, like we none of us have kids or things like that. So it makes things easier. This is true. Um, But like, you know, when the opportunity comes, just kind of being like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, Mm. Lock it in. Let's make it happen and lock it in yeah. and turn the fuck up and get it done. I, I, that is how you do it. That's how you friendship. Yeah. And I think we both have done a pretty good job of, yeah, cultivating really wonderful friend groups. We enjoy yeah. each other's friends quite a bit. Um, I agree. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. And you, you've returned from the wilderness of download. I've returned. I've returned uh, somehow greater and yet lesser than I was mm, when I turned up because it was tough right let's fucking yeah. get this let me just make this clear right now <laughs> uh god damn right <laughs> please please i know that i'm given sometimes to hyperbole and to the occasional quick word yeah <laughs> but everything i'm saying here i fucking mean sincerely that was tough that yeah. was some fucking tough work there is a lot of walking involved in any kind of size festival but download yeah. was Totally sold out to we're in there like hundred plus thousand people. Jesus Christ. Hot as fucking fuck. Right? <laughs> um forty minutes of walking from car park to camp carrying unnecessary shit. Why the fuck I brought all of that shit? That's always know. how it works, right? It's like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna definitely need all of this and then like you never yeah. touch things and you're like, This was just just yeah. wait. Um and just no rest in the tent because it's made of fucking nylon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the sun's beating down. No rest. <laughs> Four thirty in the morning, you're immediately just exactly ah. overheated. Yeah. <laughs> but but when it clicked, man, when it fucking clicked, it clicked. Because mm. again, you've got to put the work in. You don't get to be sat on a fucking picnic chair with a beautiful <laughs> fucking zephyr of breeze. Uh, you know honking on a thc vape and drinking cider as metallica play and the sun goes down in front of you you don't get moments like that unless you put some of the fucking work in Hmm. but once again i say it was a lot of work and getting from the camp back to the car when it was all said and done uh i if i live to 100 it would be one of the most difficult things i've ever done yeah i look into my eyes cory i'm looking Looking it, into it, your bulging eyes. By the end, it was 10 paces, pause. Right. 10 paces, pause, wipe sweat from the, my brow with the back of a fucking gritty hand. 10 <laughs> paces, pause, cry. Um, <laughs> but did it? I did. Returned, I have. And better am I for it. Will you ever do it again, or is this the last hurrah? Oh, the, the last hurrah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> last hurrah. Uh, <laughs> the what? I'm just secretly um, kind of hoping it is. <laughs> oh, I was I so it. worried the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a guy died. Somebody did die. No. There was a death. There was a death at download. I From like heat stroke or? Hey, I don't know the details or the specifics, but there you was didn't a death. Look, what, who are you all of a sudden? You didn't look into how someone died at a thing you were at? I I only I only saw it on the net myself a couple of days ago, right? And when I tell you that it's when I tell you that it was tough, right? I couldn't fucking I, the best thing I've ever done 
the most forward-thinking kind of, you know, just the, the greatest thing I've ever done for myself was booking those extra days off work yeah. after the festival. Because <laughs> I could have, I would have got, I wouldn't have a job right now. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's fantastic, but it could, is it the last one? Is it the last one? Oh, fuck no. But um, I, I'm thinking do that kind of shuttle bus out to a hotel at the end of the night thing. Yeah. We'll okay. That is next. that an option? Motherfucker, yes, that's Oh, an then, yeah, come on. You can just you can just go out the side You're exit. a grown-ass man. What are you doing out there in a tent when you can take a shuttle a to a hotel? Jump on a fucking bus with a and take me to some fucking beautiful B&B yeah. somewhere. So that's what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a way better idea. Like, yes. but the whole me... thing sounds miserable. I appreciate, you know, I always say, like, I know, this is my coming to terms for myself with the person you are. As yeah. it worries me deeply, but the like, yeah. I know you love physical sensations and it doesn't yes. really matter if they're good or bad. You just love physical sensations. <laughs> but like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I it, it was the limit of my physical endurance. Yeah, I could you do have... no more. I could is do that no like, more. Is that the most you feel you've ever like pushed yourself? Yes. Like that's. Yes. And if you really want to know, I feel there were times I touched the veil. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you really want to know, I feel there were times that oh, Lord. I just I didn't come into I didn't touch the void. Right. But it and I became aware of you one another. Made eye contact with one yes, another. Yes, sir. Did I gaze too deeply? No, I did not. <laughs> but we knew of one another's. We knew we were there for the first time. <sighs> Mark Lewis. Uh, mm. I'm glad you. I, I want to, and I want to just publicly and sincerely thank uh, my good friend Dan for just putting the fuck up with that. <laughs> a great co-pilot, yeah? Yeah, a real a real one. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping him safe, Dan. Returning him back uh, to us. I won't go that far. <laughs> or whatever. There's very little safety. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite thing there? Well, nah, no, uh, here's the thing. Went with a whole list of bands I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Saw a whole other list of bands. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing see... where you kind of just end up like, whatever stage I'm at is the stage I'm at now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm here. I've, I've been to enough festivals to recognize that. Uh, I ain't moving. That... <laughs> so, um, oh, fucking hell. So you're aware of world wrestling entertainment, yes? <laughs> yes, I have heard of it. Yes. Yes. You're aware of uh, the rated R superstar Edge. Uh, from his stint on the show ha- uh, Haven on Sci-Fi Channel. There you go, there you go, there you go. Uh, Edge has a very distinctive and well-renowned entrance theme tune called Metalingus by the band Alter Bridge, right? <laughs> um, we found ourselves before Metallica uh, there for Alter Bridge. We were like, ah, we'll have a listen to Alter Bridge, see if they play the Edge song. You know what I mean? We can go, yeah. hey, Edge. Obviously, they saved it to the last. Pricks. Of course. Pricks. <laughs> So I've seen Alter Bridge and they were terrible. Just no personality. Nice. I, if they were stood before me now, I couldn't point them out to you out of a lineup. Such <laughs> was the lack of impact. These fucking just no account, no marks had on me, right? Right. Just zero impact. So I saw uh, Alter Bridge. Surprise of the weekend, Evanescence. They were fucking brilliant. Yeah, well, you you were kind of, pl- you were looking forward to I was, that. I remember you I said that was one of the ones anyway. you were looking forward yeah. to most. But they were great. Other uh, bands I saw that I had no intention of seeing but were fun. Uh, Neck Deep. Who the fucking Neck Deep? So Not Neck Deep, they were good. Okay. A Day to Remember. 
the name sounds familiar, but it's also kind of vague, so... Eh. They're kind of pop punk. Oh, I like some uh, pop punk. No, was that... Do you remember? Bear with me a second. Bear with me a second. <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? I saw this band's entire set and I still can't fucking remember their name. I mean, uh, with names like a lot of these bands oh, have, it's not entirely yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> one of... One of the greatest band names I've I've ever seen to this day is simply called Verb the Noun. And I mm. fucking go on, boys. Really good. You know, um, I had um, friends from Denmark who yeah. uh, they obviously spoke Danish and I asked if they would teach me it. And they said yeah. no because it's too complicated. Um, but yeah. uh, one of the things that they were saying that they liked about the English language is verbing the noun. Because yes. you cannot, you can't do that in Danish. Uh, yes. You can't just turn any old noun into a verb, which is something that we very much like to do in the English language. Yes. Were they called a simple plan? Yes, they were indeed called a simple plan. Wait, um, simple plan? Yeah, simple plan. That's the one. So not a day to remember. Simple plan. <laughs> yeah. So simple plan. I was like expecting someone really obscure and not like no, simple plan. One of the most hugely popular pop punk bands to exist. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we were Dan talking about they them did yesterday. The Scooby Doo song. Oh, did they? I I didn't for, realize like, that. Like the Scooby Doo movie, and obviously at, at the end they played the Scooby Doo theme song, and the place goes fucking ape shit. Everybody's Amazing. up. Ah! <laughs> um. So yeah, simple plan. They were good. Uh, oh, that's uh, really funny. Um, it was yeah. hilarious. We had a whole conversation about them yesterday because ah. we were talking about like that. They were we were in a brewery that was playing like that era of like Wonderful. pop punk music. Um, And of course, ended up playing one of their songs. But uh, yeah, so how like, you know, they're a lot of fun and everything, but they're like that particular group of pop punk punk bands like New Found Glory and stuff that just sang straight through their nose. And so it's like, I can't listen to too much of them because I'm like, oh, God, it just makes me want to like a tissue. Completely. Just just blow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But of course, Metallica were absolutely wonderful. Uh, Just look. How'd Ghost go? I'm going to be completely fucking open remember. and completely honest. We didn't we didn't stick around. We I, I, I left on the the night before they fucking played so intense was the summer. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, you were really yeah. out uh, in a in a in a place. Yeah, I was in a, I was in a zone mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, ghost I mean slip I'm not at all asked about missing. I'm going my uh, monkeys if I'm honest. But uh I'll see ghost again before the end of the year so no right. biggie. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, I was telling my friends, I'm looking forward to seeing Ghost. I'm going, uh, it's either August or September. It's like right around my birthday again. And yep. this time I'm like, listen, I've seen them two or three times in the past like two years. And exactly. so I'm like, I just got lawn tickets for this one instead of like trying yeah. to get close or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, just super looking forward to like straight yeah. taking the train down there to Philly, going, sitting on the lawn, relaxing, drinking some lawn wines in my lawn chair and enjoying oh. Ghost. That's wonderful really did. I just really want them to play Griftwood finally <laughs> yes yeah um <laughs> I, the only thing that would have destroyed me was I had this kind of sneaking suspicion that they were going to change Papa's at download and I'm oh really glad yeah that would have been oh can you I imagine if you missed off, that I'm if you left fine. it'd be really I hard should. to forgive yourself that's the Nirvana ticket yes. all over again exactly this I've got I've got previous but but <laughs> thank you for being pleased that I'm back. I yeah. too am pleased that I'm just back. Really glad you're back. Really glad you're yeah. in one piece. Cool. You know, just yep. as I remember you, if a little uh, more sunburned. Yes, just the. the um, we'll talk. We'll talk more. Uh, we'll talk more at it at a later date. But it was. Yeah, sure. It was. It was some serious shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, good. Um, in the time since we last spoke, we yep. have watched some flims. And, and listen, this is going to be mm. a, a movie-heavy episode of Jack of All Graves. You know, we're kind of coming back into things. And uh, particularly, Mark, you've watched some things that, like, you have, like, strong feelings about that you need oh, to, yeah. to discuss at length. So, you know, mostly we're going to be talking movies, this one, with, like, a little closing story at the end. So if your least favorite yeah. part of the cast is when we talk about movies, go ahead and hit that little what can skip I, button. What can I tell you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Hit the uh, bricks. <laughs> of course, there's there's a timestamp. So when we sort of yeah. have our wrap-up, just sort of fast-forward to that. Listen, um, I'll but tell you what, meantime, right? Let's talk I, movies. I don't think, just super briefly, I don't think anyone else I know has been as impacted as heavily as I have by the words of Dasher's own admin. Right? <laughs> I apply yeah. those teachings to anything now. I yes. will. If it sucks, you can leave. I'll fucking hit the bricks. I'll just fucking... Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just straight up walk away. Yeah. You know, that is a thing that like I feel generally I've gotten better at, but it's like a combination yeah. of things too. It's like part of it is just I've gotten less tolerant of like anything. I'm more irritated by a lot of stuff than I used to be. But yeah. like also it's like yeah, I kind of don't feel obligated to stick out things the way Absolutely that not. I once did. No sir. To ditch you a plan to whatever like You can leave. You can leave, hit the bricks. But what we got, yeah, we do got, we do got. We like, do got the some fuck movies. I've been drinking mercury, right? Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> yes, plenty, plenty, plenty to speak about movie-wise. Do you want to kick off or shall I? Because, I mean, I could, I could get through the boat in no time at all. <laughs> well, let's just go back a little bit to um, right. the last thing we watched together before. Uh, it wasn't the last thing we watched together, but before you went to download. Yes. Uh, we attempted to watch a movie together, and as happens from time to time, you fell asleep. Uh, and that was Return I, of the I, Living I, I, Dead I, I, 3. That doesn't sound... <laughs> doesn't sound like me. Can we just rewind, <laughs> rewind on that a little bit there? Check the, check the books, check the official records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, I didn't even bother putting it on Letterboxd because yeah, I fell asleep before halfway. Yeah, you passed out. And listen, I get why for young Mark... This was, oh, yeah. you know, you know, uh, like, all right, we got zombie titties, whatever. Captivating, yes. As a, a straight woman who has my own titties, there is no appeal to that whatsoever for me. <laughs> uh, and the movie kind of blows otherwise. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, until, like, the last 20 minutes of it, like, you know, become, like, mayhem and is, like, yeah. a lot of fun and gore and, like, craziness. But, like, yeah. the, like, teen drama that is the first, you know, hour yeah. of it. Felt like three hours. I kept on being like, "Can't? How can this yeah. still be going? This is Look, awful." <laughs> please don't for a second think that. And by the way, I I can talk confidently on Return of the Living Dead three because I've seen it plenty mm. of times. Right, I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah. And the the draw was never Mindy Clark. Please don't think that the draw was Mindy Clark and her fishnets. That was never. <laughs> never. No. Yeah. Never let's not that was exaggerate. Never, that was never the draw. Mm-hmm. There is some phenomenally inventive creature work in this by good there old is. Screaming Mad George. Yeah, the, the fucking zombies are brilliant. The zombies dude. are really good and really like funny at times, yes. you know, like when you get to see, I think that's the thing is like you get to see a few really funny and interesting and like amazing zombies at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Um, and then 
there's none for like the entire this middle is, yeah, of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then the last yeah. 20 minutes, you get all of those zombies again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I mean, you know I'm not a zombie the, the movie's person, trying to get but... you. No, you're not. I know this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the movie's trying to get you to invest in, in, in right. somebody turning, aren't they? And it's a, yeah. Which is a swing for fucking 1993 or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Sure. That's a swing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes. I, I seem to remember loads of really, really, the, you know, the zombie exoskeletons, the fact mm. that the government's trying to monetize the fuckers, because right. that would happen, you know it. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. I thought I thought it was ahead of its time, and I thought it was a load of fun. Return of the Living Dead 3, three and a half stars. <laughs> I, it got two and a half from me, because, like I said, okay. the last 20 minutes are fun, and when you do see zombies, they are creative and interesting, and not just gross, which is a thing that I usually don't like about zombies, is, like, they're yeah. gross, and that's kind of the end of it, where these, like... Yeah have a lot of character and personality. It's just, yeah. while it's a swing to try to get us to care about what's happening here, it deeply does not work. You're just watching, like, two <laughs> very annoying teenagers just, like, make mm. out for 90 minutes and then be, like, upset about things. Um, so, yeah, it's a... I'm not cautioning against it. It just simply didn't hit for me. Uh, if 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 you liked Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2, then you're going to enjoy it. I think I like Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2 better, but... Okay. Fine. That's okay. It is what it is. Uh, So you watched The Boat, which I uh, told you about (sighs) probably like six months or so ago, which is hard work. It is very hard work. And at this point, right, I want to just... Elephant in the room here, right? If I I say I'm going to watch a movie that you've recommended to me, (laughs) right, I'm going to do it. You don't need to remind me every three or four months. <laughs> right? You don't need to keep banging on every six months or so. I'm going to uh, do it. You know? I did not recommend this to you, by the way. Let's oh, not get it twisted. Okay, okay. I didn't tell you to watch it. I merely no, I saw Boat. Explained, yeah. I, I, you can see why I would think that. I saw Boat and I immediately yeah, thought it was like, it was oh, a Corey probably likes that. It's Corrigan, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I, I get where you're coming uh, from. What was your experience of the boat? My experience of the boat. Uh, so... To let me just walk you through this film. It is a, I think I'm right. I think there's only one character in this movie mm-hmm. who speaks. Right, there's just yeah. very sparse dialogue. Which do you know what I like? I like. That. Yeah, you you're know. you can handle that a lot better than I can. <laughs> you know I like that. In fact, I think on more than one occasion I've said that I find uh, protracted silence in films to be a fucking super ballsy and brave thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Cutting the dialogue and just letting what you what you know letting the frame fucking narrate for you instead of somebody and, and, and I think that's really cool. I think that's yeah, a really sure. good idea. But when the film is rubbish, though, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so you've got a guy and he's on a boat, mm-hmm. but the boat appears titled. out of yeah yeah yeah. But it, the boat comes out of like some mist. So is it maybe like a ghost boat? We don't <laughs> know. But mm. what we do know is. That this guy spends 20 fucking minutes of the film trapped in a toilet. It's more than that. I timed oh, it. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's like 28 minutes or something like that. Trapped in the toilet while it rains. Uh, the other thing about boat films, right, that are very boaty is not many real people in real in the real world are boaty. So when no, you've I got somebody not. in a boaty movie doing boaty stuff... Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, and it's so tense that he must cut that one rope for both right. reasons. And I'm like, I don't fucking. Know I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand that one this specific rope. <laughs> That's when you uh, need dialogue for someone to explain to you why otherwise there's peril uh, if he doesn't yeah. cut that. 
yeah. rope or whatever. Like, because I don't have a clue what's going on here. So is the boat haunted? Is he going to drown? Is this somebody on the boat? Is it a dream? Ooh. Is he in another dimension? None of these questions will be answered when you watch the boat. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, and it's a it long 90 me. minutes. It did remind me of the last time that I got stuck in a toilet, though, if you'd like to hear about it. it does, you it, told, you did tell that story. Oh, I d- did I really yeah, at the you time? Did. You to told, bring... yeah, your embarrassing toilet story. <laughs> if I, we'll put the episode number on Twitter or something. Yeah. <laughs> you got less injured than this guy did when he was locked in the toilet, though. Yeah, I did. So I did. I did. That. <laughs> hmm. uh, we both managed this week to uh, watch Avatar The Way of Water. I finally did it. Speaking of hard work. I finally fucking, I slayed that white whale. Um, mm. I've I've got a, a new method. It's a method I, I, I think I would probably have chastised myself for using some years ago, but sure. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm older now, you know? Mm-hmm. Chunks, mate. Mm-hmm. Chunk a film down into chunks. Mm-hmm. Right? If you've got, if anything goes past three hours for me now, I'm going to chunk it down. Right. Uh and that's kind of what I did with Avatar. I watched a big chunk and then I watched a lesser chunk. Uh, now, now you gave Avatar the way of water. You gave it half a star. I gave it half right? a star. Yeah. Which, pardon me, feels insulting to the... In- it should be. I want to insult it. It is a paltry, a paltry half a Awful. Star. Look at the work that awful. went into that film. Work the... is not what you rate a film on. That's what, it irritates me. This is, like, it's almost worse to me that they spent all this time making it, and it still looks like shit, and it still has a terrible story, and, like, I don't understand how you can spend so much money and create yeah. just a forgettable piece of crap movie where the same scene just happens over and over and over again with like just characters who like the next day there was a Jeopardy question about the like main (laughs) characters in it and I was like I don't fucking know their names who cares who these people are like Mm. just oh it's just a misery for the eyes and for the brain I hated every single moment of that right. movie. <laughs> While I adore the turn of phrase, a misery for the eyes. Oh, I love that. That is, that is some fucking Thank wordsmith. You. Thank you. Smithery. It is a misery for the eyes. That's, that's fucking Shakespeare. You just Shakespeared me. Oh, thanks. It is a misery upon mine eyes. I'm sure that's from fucking, you know, Cymbeline or Richard III or some shit. Um, uh, it makes me poetic when I hate things, I guess. Poetic, yeah, you... That's, that's nice. But look, how can you possibly say it's a misery for the eyes when it's as lush and as gorgeous as it is? It is lush. I've played video games. Like, so have I. It looks like Kena. <laughs> like, it is yeah. exactly as immersive as playing Kena is. And I forgive what Kena looks like because it's a video game. So I, 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 I reached deep into the pocket and gave it three stars, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? I, Give me your stars, because you know, I know you do it like intentionally. I'm taking away a star here. I'm adding yeah, stars yeah, here. Yeah. What right, earned right, the three? Right, right. What took Great. away the two? Great. Um, it added stars for holy shit action sequences, of which there were many. So many. Right? Yeah. I, 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 I like an action film, right? So you're getting <laughs> stars for that. You're taking stars off for every time 
someone walks <laughs> walks through a glowing glade at night. <laughs> half a Please star say off, st- whatever. Half a star off for any time Spider exists in that film. Yeah, I don't understand. How is how does it? What is he? I don't know. Is he? I don't know. And how are they getting pregnant? How are they pregnant in their little I tanks? How does know. that happen? I was hoping maybe you could <laughs> fill in know. that for me. Half a star off for that because it seems half like they're star. making a big. They are as confused in the movie as we are. Yeah. But how did you get pregnant in that tank? Did I someone don't. climb in the tank with you and fuck you? Because <laughs> that'd be weird. Be extremely weird. But like, that's a plot point, right? Like, it's like, how did that happen? But like, I don't feel like that was explained. Or if no. it is, my brain it had already glazed over. And that's like in the first 20 minutes of the film, which I've seen three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if anyone should know, it's you. Take it. Take it from me, right? That one goes unanswered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> half a star whenever anybody like gazes in wonder, like a twirly glowing butterfly just going past their eyes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like space insects, half a star. <laughs> but here's here's the the three arrived all at once, right? When mm. I realised, I realised, and I've watched I've watched quite a bit of Cameron lately. More to come on that in a mm-hmm. sec, right? But I realised, he just makes you work for it, right? Yeah, no kidding. That's <laughs> all. He's making you work for it, and what you've got there, it's like as 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 far as James Cameron is concerned. That's the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, right? That's right, his fucking, exactly. That is, look upon my works. That's this, he fucking, he's so proud of what he's done. Yeah. I mean, so, this is like. It isn't for me to give him half a star for that, right? It isn't, oh, it isn't no, on you it to No, it is though, because here's the, here's what, <laughs> and it's like, I've talked about this, but like, finally watching this really drove it home for me. Yeah, that yeah. like, this is the most cynical kind of filmmaking to me where like not even filmmaking distribution like the fact that these are like not only insanely expensive but like so high grossing well people yeah. like make all this like comments about like oh marvel has ruined movies blah blah blah. like any mm. single marvel movie is more emotional more memorable better looking like whatever than this movie is and you make an excellent point like and this is what this is what makes the most money. And this is yeah. what like you take from things like you don't need a good story. You don't need it to be yeah. memorable. You don't need it to be art. You just yeah. need to be able to spend the most money to create like the biggest graphic and the biggest fight scene and all that kind of stuff. And I get that James Cameron thinks he's making art, but it is not art any more than like Stephanie Meyer writing Twilight <laughs> is making art, you know, like it's deeply bad. And yet because so money is thrown, so much money is thrown at it, it makes so much money. And that is like, it's so this is whole... it kind of catalyzing mercury. Is it, is, is that yeah. what you're saying? Is it the fucking, the disease is traveling upwards. Right. And I feel like it gets it let off the hook for this, that like somehow it's complete, like lack of, anything here's the thing it's completely inoffensive there's not one thing in this no. that can stir in you a feeling no. of like no, a there strong just, feeling there just isn't <laughs> there is nothing there i completely agree is that what we want movies to be is just something where it's like it does nothing it says nothing but like we for three hours just like stare into the blue yonder you know, and spend a lot of money to do so. That so is a that's of what here, right? makes me so angry. 
obviously it should go without saying look you're listening to jack of all graves you're obviously a handsome erudite clever sharp (laughs) switched on kind of podcast listening dude right so obviously art or dude s yeah you know what i'm saying dude is non-gender gender neutral dude yes dude arrest um so obviously it goes without saying that art is subjective and while it does nothing for you it could it, it somebody else could find the tale of Sully and Neytiri on Avatar. <laughs> Exultant. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It could fucking... It could, it could but be, what it, is that person's worldview? It's like take him to church while he's watching fucking right. Avatar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, the person who's deeply moved by that. Like, you know, and, and like, sure, maybe people are. I don't want to, like, insult that or whatever. No, but I'm I do th- feel you, like... You've seen the guy with the fucking tattoos, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You've seen the guy with the fucking... Yeah. With the, but it just Navi. feels like, yeah, to me, I'm like, it doesn't, like I said, like the fact that there is just simply nothing you could get worked up about in that movie, you know, feels so sanitized, like just what is it trying to do? And I guess that's fine, but I don't like the idea that that is what is like no. the highest grossing thing out there. It's just something that like threw oh, yeah. enough money yeah, I agree, at I it. Agree. That you can, like, you know, it looks good or whatever. Like, I feel like it just, to me, it's the exact message that you don't want Hollywood to be taking from things. Like, make stuff that challenges people and not stuff that, like, just you zone out on and forget you saw it afterwards. So, imagine for me, if you can, right, Mm. the the pre-Marvel blockbuster experience. Mm -hmm. What do you miss that you perceive to be lacking in 2023. Oh, what man. is gone? What what is what is dead? What isn't there anymore for you? One of the things that like I often notice and this like this will sound a little get off my lawn or whatever, but I like I don't want to be one of those people who's like ah, technology CGI whatever. No, no, no. But no, when course. I look back at things like Jurassic Park, which obviously uses CGI, Twister, um, things like that, there's like something to the like film grain and things like that, that adds this tangibility to things that like, I think in the era of CGI and digital is one of the things that we've kind of wiped from the experience of it, that not, you can't reach out and touch avatar. You can't reach out and touch a Marvel movie, like anything like that. You know, this is a world that you are not a part of. And so I kind of miss the tangibility of movies. And I feel like that goes along with, often the characters that were in movies that felt more like people you related to, like in big blockbusters, like your your Terminator and things like that, which we will talk yeah. about. Um, yeah. Again, Jurassic Park, Twister, um, the ones that like, really to hit me To play devil's speed. advocate, from a certain angle, you could just be talking about nostalgia. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it does sound like get off my lawn But mm. at the same time, I think there is something to like, we are a little detached from like when you're used to like the CGI I, of things. You know that I agree. You know that I yeah. agree. There's, there's, like there's... if you're asking me from a yeah subjective standpoint, what do I miss about an old mm. school blockbuster was mm. this sense of I know those people in this. And yeah. I can reach out and touch this. This feels if, like if I were the world they were, I, live I would in. see what they were seeing. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I don't feel like with a lot of modern blockbusters, you really get that. And and there are movies I love despite that. Like I just watched RRR for like the fifth time last night, and mm. like deeply CG and all that kind of stuff in that, and I still feel 
very in. It's very stylized and all that kind of stuff. But when I think back on like the ones that like really powerfully hit me, you know, back in the day, mm. I think there is a sense that I can feel their world that I yes. don't get from a lot of like the huge blockbusters that happen now. Like, and that goes down to like also like the humor in things and everything. Humor now is like very quippy and referential. Um, oh. That like also kind of as much as I like like that humor and everything, it's it's not what real people are like, you no. know. No. Um, so yeah, I think that's I miss feeling like I know, and like they, I exist in the same world as these people. Um. You know, you've just uncovered, you know, another kind of big star off Avatar in that mm -hmm. it is so po-faced. Yes, me, right. It takes itself so deeply, seriously. Fuck me. There is not one <laughs> fucking shred of levity in that entire yeah. three-hour film. Uh, just none. Just yeah. none. None at all. Uh, I, but then again, I guess there were no little tiny hidden dicks in the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Or were there? Right. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there are. I'm not an art historian. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I'm curious, though, just because you asked me that question. Do you have like a do you miss the old days of blockbusters? Or do you feel like they're just they're on the same level? And either way, do you see a difference? In these uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, and for me, it's something equally as intangible. But mm -hmm. it, uh, for me, it's edge. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. Me and the boys watched the Goonies some months back mm -hmm. and I was a at Corey Feldman within the first kind of 20 minutes making <laughs> jokes about kind of, you know, drug use. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a sex dungeon. I mean, look uh, at, yeah, Spielberg, who I think yes. is like, you you can't top Spielberg in like the 80s, 70s and 80s, where yeah. he wrote like, or directed, I should say, kids the way that kids talk and yes. the way they yes. know the yes. world yes. and yes. things like that and wrote every age of people that way. It's yeah. so, it's edge, but an authentic edge yes. that real people have. Yeah, again, and you and there's that word again, isn't it? Real people have mm -hmm. that edge, and you've 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 put your finger on it. It's the noise of life. It's mm -hmm. knowing that you can and will never be a part of that world because mm -hmm. it doesn't exist. Right. Hmm. Much to consider <laughs> and you know it's a thing also like I recognize the subjectiveness of that too because I have always kind of been a person and you know as you always like to say is this maybe a bit of your neurodivergence yes, I'm gonna yes. say yes that like I prefer a touch of realism in mm. most of my media that's not all the time but yeah. I think I tend to like when it comes to books when it comes to movies I do like for people to feel real and things like that, where that's not what everyone is looking for in stuff either. And to be clear you know? here, wh what I'm not talking about is, well, obviously it's not fucking real. Right, Star yeah. Isn't <laughs> like, fucking real. Yeah, I don't need it actually. Like, I want my, fucking, yeah, my yeah, fantasy story to be a real yeah. thing that could happen. The science I mean, has to work or whatever. <laughs> like, the, the, the artifacts on screen, the people, the, the, yeah. the locations, the ships, yeah. the props, they all have a magnetic fucking field around them. They're, they're, right. they're actual artifacts yeah. that you can grip and touch and yeah. hold and break and people make decisions that feel like decisions people would mm. make in real life whether good or bad you know things like that people make choices that seem you know based on experiences humans would have or things like that like i tend to like that in movies and i recognize 
that is not why every person goes to see movies. Like some people yes. like deeply do not care or the more detached from reality something is, the more they like it. I just happen to, you know, I think because of the way my brain works, I expect mm. a degree of that like realism in stuff that I think again is like with the sort of modern way that movies are, you know, you're not really getting that gritty, real, no. these are, like, humans, the way that you did in, like, 90s no. kind of no. things and stuff like that. Uh, and I guess the only way we'll see that again will be three, four, five generations post-nuclear war. Obviously. Or the, the movie that we eventually out. make. I think about oh, this yeah. a lot. The movie that we yeah. will make. People act like people, and it's going to be the coolest shit. Oh, fuck, it really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, it better be the amount of yeah. shit that we say, it best be. <laughs> Expectations are high. We've got they this. really are. Uh, uh, all right, so else? the boat was the bloat. Uh, <laughs> Avatar oh, wait, was... on the since we're on the note of this and my issues with these kinds of things, one series that I do not expect to be realistic at all is, of course, the Fast and the Furious okay. franchise, which mm. to this point. The only Fast and Furious movie that I'll basically disavow is Tokyo Drift, except it does right. give us Han, who is a wonderful character. And I think that, like, the, the franchise in general has, like, left reality. Basically, from, like, Fast Five on, we're getting further and further out of, like, any sense of grounding in yes. real life. In Fast Nine, they fucking go to space in a car. Mm. Like, you know, so it, it is left reality completely behind. I deeply love it. That said, <laughs> I just watched Fast 10. Yeah. And it is so deeply bad. It is like baffling. Like, it's horrible. However, yeah. Like, Jason Momoa and John Cena are in a different movie than everyone else in this. And both mm. of them are having a great time and <laughs> doing a lot of fun stuff with it. Like, you yep. know, you've got John Cena, like, on a road trip with a child, basically, through most of this movie. <laughs> and just, Would watch. Yeah, being John Cena and quirky and jokey and all that kind of stuff. And, and he's like, Jason Momoa mm. is basically playing the Joker in oh. this movie. He's hilarious to watch. Super over yep. the top. There is one scene in this movie that is, like, more horror than any horror I've seen in a hot second. And it comes nice. out of nowhere. Very nice. <laughs> like, there's, it's just this, like, insane scene. And I guess hit forward 30 seconds if you don't want to know about this, but it's been circulating on Twitter at this point. Um, where Jason Momoa, you see him, like, he appears in the scene, he's wearing, like, a robe, and he's, like, having, he's doing his nails and stuff like that. He's got his, like, hair all up, and, you know, he's being all sassy and stuff, talking <laughs> to someone. Right. And then they turn to who he's talking to and he's got two corpses of people nice. that he's killed and he nice. has taped their eyes and mouths open which creates just like the most like macabre visage right. on this people and, and like one of the guys like as he's talking to him all of a sudden like a fly lands on his eyeball oh, I like and that. like yeah it's <laughs> like so horrifying i mm. was like holy shit Do where know, did two this of... come from Two of the standout uh, kind of moments from movies I've seen over the past decade or so that have just 
uh, hit me like a fucking arrow from a crossbow have been corpse related. Mm. I think that's a <laughs> that's a that's a, a thing of mine. I think if you yeah. want to if you want to put me on edge, do something unexpected and weird yeah. with the corpse. One hundred percent. Like it's mm. deeply disconcerting. Um, yeah. You know, and as someone who like watches a lot of horror, like you know, not much throws me. <laughs> And yes, I was like, yes, yes. holy shit, what do normal people think when they see this scene? Yeah. <laughs> like... um, Laura and the boys are actually just starting the fast uh, slash furious journey. Oh, are they? they yeah, they've, they've, they're up to number two or three, I think. I, I'm not asked. I'm not interested. But they're, 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 uh, they're yeah, into it. They're, they're enjoying oh, I it. Love so when that. that moment comes, I will be sure. You'll to hear about it, about it for yes. sure. <laughs> your wife is going to be a little uh, upset mm. that she let your children watch it. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. Fast 10 is, like, just a ginormous mess. And they're, they, one of the frustrating things about the Fast series now is that it feels like Vin Diesel has too much control over it. And he deeply loves everyone in these movies, you know, family, all that stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And so now they're suffering. Like, they brought Han back, and that was, like... Amazing because it messed with the continuity. You realize, like, one movie comes before the others that you didn't know was, like, there. Like, and so it was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening here? Now it's gotten to the point where it's just, like, bringing people back who shouldn't be alive or, like, should be in jail or, like, shouldn't be on the team that they're on. But now they want them to be on their side. And a little bit of that. Just a little bit of that freewheeling kind of... You know, just out of even your fucking filmmaking. A little bit of that in Avatar would go a long way. Right, yeah, exactly. If we could, like, balance a little Vin Diesel with a little James Cameron, (laughs) then we might be on to something. But if you're a Fast and Furious fan, like, I almost say don't watch it. Like, it's just going to Mm. frustrate you. Do you know, such a strange parallel with the next movie I'm going to talk about. Because it's interesting to me to hear... Because you're a you're a you're a fast fan, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You're 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 a franchise devotee. Yeah, I saw the first one in the movie theater with my friend Paris when yeah. it came out. Our lives yeah. were changed, and yet you are still adult and you know self aware enough to know when it served you up a bit of a stinker. Right. Yes. <laughs> to wit, Bo is afraid. Oh right? yes. Now, yeah. uh, both Hereditary and Midsummer are fucking just brilliant films in my opinion hereditary being a masterpiece uh so obviously i came to bow's afraid <laughs> rubbing those hands together ready yeah. to eat you know what i mean sitting down <laughs> with my knife and fork banging it other here we go here we go um was unmoved yeah and and that's 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 a consciously chosen word mm-hmm. i was unmoved mm-hmm. i mean you know the trailer had that fucking Charlie Kaufman kind of stand, yeah, exactly. didn't it? It had that yeah, very Michelle much so. fucking vibe. <laughs> and that was very, you know, that was accurate. Mm-hmm. The movie plays out like something. It, it felt to me like something like Synecdoche in New York. Right. It, 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 it was that kind of hyper-stylized, uh, surreal in parts, shocking in others, but unrelentingly fucking bleak and grim. Mm-hmm. Um, the just didn't. The alchemy wasn't there. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The fucking the 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 alchemy wasn't there in the way it was for his last two films. Um, yeah. None none of that was anything to do with Joaquin Phoenix, who I think is gonna go down as one of the fucking greats. I fucking oh, love absolutely. the guy. I could watch yeah. him for days. Uh, but yeah, just relentless, relentless bigness. And I'll say the same thing as I said. 
I say the same thing now as I said when I watched Synecdoche in New York for video rights. I remember those lol. Uh, There's a version of you. Exactly this. <laughs> There's a version of me. But this one, frankly, is watching that movie 24-7 right now and doesn't want to see it. Right. <laughs> uh, voluntarily, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I loved that, like, I after you watched it and you told me, you know, it wasn't really for me, that I texted you and I was like, well, I hate it. And you just responded, ha, oh, God, yes. Corey. <laughs> I have never... Right? Take the shirt off my back, put it all on, on red, right? You will fucking hate this film. Yeah, I think it's probably just for the best that I skip it. And, it, you know, with Ari Aster, I think, like, I would... I love Midsummer, um, mm. and can't stand hereditary so you know i don't necessarily Z's, have like yeah, a like i two. need to like this is a must-see director mm-hmm. for me uh so i feel like given your experience with it you of the two of us would be more likely to you know yes just like you with it. fast 10 you know right. what i mean yeah exactly <laughs> i i i'm giving this film all the goodwill i can but it, right. it just didn't the yeah it just wasn't you know there. the petri dish didn't just bloom like it should mm-hmm. and i think it's it's tricky when you have like a movie that so clearly evokes other filmmakers, you know, where I think the thing about whether I like Hereditary or not, like, but thing about Hereditary Midsummer is that they are like nobody else's films. You know, you don't watch those and go like, oh, this is kind of reminiscent of this. Like, these are deeply Ari Aster films. And to sort of go and make something that is, you know, you can't help but compare to other filmmakers. It's always going to have like a sort of derivativeness to it that his other films don't have. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, you know, it kind of slips into animation from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's like really uh, going full sort of completely. Charlie Kaufman-esque. Yes, mate. Have a fucking word. You don't need to do that. You don't need, right. to, you don't need to. I love you just the way you are, you know. <laughs> That's what he needs to hear, you know. It is wild to me, though, that like he is like, I think he's like a year younger, two years younger than I am, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is... A thing that I'll also give a little leeway to maybe making a little bit of a fanfic film or whatever. Yeah. When you're such a young director, uh, yeah. you know, him, people like him and Damien Chazelle and stuff like that. Like, you know, I don't necessarily like what they make, but they they got in real young and are making yes. their vision of things. Now, you know. Uh, last thing I want to say about Bo's Afraid. I think... In fact, in fact, I think I'm the only person that's got this. I'm, I'm the only okay. person that's seen what's really going on here, right? Mm, all right, let's hear it. When this actually happens, I want everyone who has listened to this podcast <laughs> right now to email me, to fucking tweet me, and to say, Mark, you were right. We didn't see it. You did. Okay. Right? Yeah, let's, let's That go. fucking kid who plays young <laughs> Bo, right? Yeah. Is to be revealed, I think, in the coming weeks and months as the world's first AI... CG, right. all entirely fucking artificial child performer. Have you because looked him up? No... Like, because yes, he does they've... look deeply, yeah, uncanny. I'll admit, they've gone to you know they've gone to some degree in giving him like an <laughs> online backstory. They've they've uh-huh. filled in a kind of a breadcrumb trail for you if you feel you want to have a look at this <laughs> shell performer. Sure. But he is digital. Mm. Uh, they fucking knocked him up to look like Joaquin Phoenix and. Soon there will be a big kind of ah reveal on us all. But oh not man, me. not me, Joag, not me. <laughs> well, we'll all wait for that moment, and yeah, should it happen, you know where I'm at. Yeah, holler at your boy. Holler at your boy. 
Um, we, let's see, I watched with, um, the Screamin' Chat, a movie from 1982 called Girls' Night Out, which was very bold in that there is no Girls' Night Out in this film. I see, Uh, that is bold, isn't it? There are many men in this at, like, a co-ed party, uh, that has nothing to do with a Girls' Night Out. Um. In the daytime? It is in the evening. It is night. Uh, so well, I guess okay. you got one word correct. Okay. But they are in. It is a mixed mm. night in, Boys. not a girl's night out. Mix, a mix, All gender night in. All gender night in. Uh, and it did. Uh, it was not not good. It, it seems like, you know, people kind of give it like, obviously when we watch things on screen and chat, maybe we're a little rough on them because we're also not entirely paying attention to what's happening to them. And yes, it seems yes. to have a bit of a cult following, but I think you have to like really kind of revel in bad movies to like consider this one that's worth seeing. No, 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 and you know, I obviously I have a pretty high tolerance for a bad movie and I can kind of see yeah. some good in them, but there's girls night out has nothing to, nothing to give you really. Okay. I don't I'll, uh, if I'm ever in a position whereby I'm about to watch that, I'll yeah, think of think of me else. and give it a skip. I will. Um, you long-time listeners will know, of course, that one of my favourite things about parenting is seeing movies again anew, vicariously through young eyes. Mm. Um, this happened recently, uh, a few weeks back, with the Terminator, and it's happened again this week with Terminators two and three. We've fucking done two of them. We've, we're we're halfway Amazing. through that. So that that series um and i did a little sneaky on the boys and i put the extended edition of terminator 2 in there yeah <laughs> did a little sneaky an extra fucking 20 minutes of terminator oh 2. my gosh oh but listen hey 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 right firstly uh r- right now as i sit here at five past 11 on the 18th of june 2023. For me, right now, this moment in time, Terminator 2 is the best action movie of all time. Well, well. Right? Okay. It is the best action movie of all time. It is fucking brilliant. Right? Talk about making you care. Talk about making you fucking care like he's trying so desperately to do on Pandora. Right? Right, yeah. Talk about making you care. Terminator 2, you know, you've got You've got fuck. You've got themes of parenting. You've got themes of, of of loneliness, of abandonment. Right. You've got you know how do you cope in the face of you know un unavoidable catastrophe? It's like what me and you talk about every week. Mm-hmm. How do you build a life when it's meaningless and it's going to end? Yeah. That's all in there. Yeah. You've got the, the Terminator series, or at least the first three of them, had this lovely kind of subplot involving Silberman, yeah? Dr. Silberman, the psychiatrist from the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you see him, is just fucking brilliant. Um, uh, it's iconic as fuck. It is, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is... It, there's nothing I can say about Terminator 2, which you won't have heard a million times before from a million other people. I will say this. It has aged terrifically well. Yeah. Agreed. It, it, it's got... Hey, all of the problems in Avatar Way of War... You can kind of see them all in Terminator 2. <laughs> the seeds. <laughs> he takes his time. But what I also want to say, um, just like he did with Aliens, right? The extended editions are just better. So much fucking better. Mm, okay. You get such a fuckload more context 
in the Terminator 2 Extended Cut. You learn more about John. You learn more about the T-1000 itself. Mm. You learn more about Sarah's past, what she's been doing. I've never it's seen building. the extended editions. This may be something uh, I need to to watch. It, it it's it's the film it's the film that should have been from the beginning. You know what mm. I mean? A couple of times. And I've seen Terminator 2 so many fucking times. There are a couple of times in the theatrical cut where you're like, eh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> feels like feels like something was cut out there. Well, it was. Mm-hmm. And it just fleshes everything out beautifully. Um, it was, it was, it was such an experience watching it again. And it was even better feeling little hands tightening on mine, oh. you know? Yes. At the right times. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And Owen has, Owen has kept his catchphrase of cracking film, by the way. He still says that. <laughs> I was telling my friends about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's he, so cute. The, the credits were rolling. He would look at me pointedly and go, cracking film. And there we are. <laughs> and so I'm currently fighting a war to tear him away from YouTube shorts, right? The kind of kid version of TikTok. Yeah. And to have his undivided attention mm. for like two hours 40, two hours 50, it felt it felt like hope. It yeah, that's brilliant. a win. That's a big yes. win. amazing yeah it was so Mm. funny because you seemed to think that i was somehow going to fight you on this like if you have anything negative to say about terminator uh, 2 you know best you keep it to yourself or whatever i'm like no i i love terminator 2 i have nothing uh you know i have nothing to fight on on that yeah it's wonderful terminator 3 and not so much no not so much yeah that's the the first of them that i saw in the theater yeah, because okay, obviously okay. the other two I was too young to, to go yeah. and see. But I remember seeing Terminator Three in the theater and being like, mm, "Yeah, um, so but you know, even a nine-year-old, even Owen's like, Dad, it, it doesn't feel as good. Is, is it like different people making it or something? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, a, a great, a great, great weekend, a great week film-wise. Seen yeah. a lot of good stuff. Well, and we watched one more thing together. This we week sure as did. well. We watched Wonderful. David Cronenberg's oh, The Brood. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, like, you know how I always kind of say, like, I don't really like Cronenberg. Like, it's not really my jam. But yeah. here's the you thing. You always enjoy it, don't you? You always have fun. No, I don't always enjoy it. Oh, okay. um, but I think the thing is, like, uh, I don't like the body horror mixed with sex thing. And so, like, the ones of his movies that are, like, really deeply, like, sexual, yeah, like, yeah. they Sexually don't... Sexually unusual. Yeah, those don't work for me. Like, it's just, I like, think... that's not, that's mm. not my thing. But all, every time I watch a Cronenberg movie that is not like that, and the body horror is fine, uh, yeah. like, I'm, like, having a good time with it, then yeah. I tend to, like, quite enjoy them. So, yes, The Brood I, is I an example that. of that, yeah. that, like... Yeah. I suggested to you. I was like, "Oh, have you seen this? Uh, maybe we should watch I, it's this." It's one I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen since you know university. So I was, I was yeah. all in. I realized I had seen it recently, but I did not realize till like the end of it <laughs> when I like knew exactly what was going to happen. And I was like, "It must have been a scream and chat or something." Because how could I have like been paying so little attention that I forgot the rest? I quite of enjoy movie. when when people do that, and it's not <laughs> me. I the, quite enjoy yeah. when <laughs> someone else gets to the end of a, a movie and goes, "Ah." Oh, synaptic kind of misfire and it isn't me i enjoy that (laughs) yeah because my first thought when it got to like the end of the movie was like oh wow this is like kind of like a cronenberg trope isn't it like and then i was like (laughs) no no i've just seen this before but anyway uh mark (laughs) yeah right um do you want to describe sort of what the plot of the brood is yeah so uh the brood takes place 
on the very fringes of experimental psychotherapy and psychoanalysis, almost where, you know, you've, you've got doctors who are developing this weird synergy of theatre and, and, and improvisational drama and just completely unguarded honesty and naked emotion, uh, you know, getting to the heart, getting to the root of your therapeutic issues by just cathartic emotional venting. And Ollie Reed is doing it, and he's fucking great at it. Yeah, I I love him. He is just always a delight uh, to to watch. And by the way, if you do, if you watch the Brood on Criterion channel, there's like a little short with um Bill Hader talking about the movie and its sort of impact on him, and he does an incredible Oliver Reed impression. Very worth uh, watching. Listen, just to divert from the Brood a second, uh, <laughs> Alan Alan yesterday or the day before sent me, you know, Jay Moore. Yes. Who is he? Because I don't really know who he is. He's like kind of a, I guess, a comedic actor who was a little big in the 90s. Like, what, what you don't really hear much of him. him. What might I have seen him in? Uh, that's a good question. I'm like, well, that's anyway, one of those. You know who he yeah. is. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I feel like he was in at least one Adam Sandler movie back in the day. Okay. Alan sent me a clip of him telling a Christopher Walken story, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and... I don't, I don't really care who's doing it, but someone doing a Christopher Walken impression is just the funniest fucking thing to me. Right, yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong, I enjoy I Christopher Walken. I think I did one for you early in our oh, I, friendship that oh, <laughs> made you laugh. Oh, I love it. I don't care who it is. I don't care <laughs> the quality of the impersonation. Yeah. I don't care what you're saying in character as Christopher Walken. But for some reason, people imitating Christopher Walken will always, always get a pop out of me, you know? Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Oliver Reed. Yes. Um... But, but weirdly, when these therapy sessions, these weird confrontational, shouty kind of primal scream, angst, uh, venting therapy sessions going on, the people are scabby somehow. Aren't mm-hmm. they? <laughs> What's all that about, David Cronenberg? The people are covered in skin lesions and, and scratches and weeping kind of grazes and cuts and it's fucking pure Cronenberg and horrible and horrible and then there's a sequence of events and then there's uh, little small children who will try and kill you yes with little They're mallets the brood, tiny mallets with little, little, <laughs> little very hammers. effective little mallets they are and there are, a lot, there are some scenes of bludgeonings with yes. these little hammers uh, and it's very horrible and you know what has it got that you love about a Cronenberg film? It's got that great Howard Shaw soundtrack. You know what I mean? That that that's when you know you're in the Cronen zone. Is when you've got <laughs> Howard Shaw, boom, boom, something like that. Open the f- oh fuck! Um, and hey, I don't know how quite how we got there, but at the end of the the, uh, the brood ends with a woman, one of our main characters, uh, and she is. Giving birth to these little bastards, isn't she? Yeah, but not from where you think she is. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a little external hump, <laughs> uh, which she has a little nibble of from time to time when yeah. one of these little fuckers comes Very out. Very gross. Very gross. Yeah, horrible. But yeah. Uh, It's so fun. I, I loved it. I it's super fun. loved every I minute said, of it. But here's the thing, right? And I said this to you within the first 15 minutes. It is exceptionally made fun. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, It's it's as you'll know full well, particularly in 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 his earlier Cronen in his earlier work, Cronenberg's shots are all quite static. They're all quite studied. Mm -hmm. The perspective is bang on. The the you know the kind of the use of fucking 
just shit going on in the distance and shit going yeah. on up close to you. All that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, filmmaking. Filmmaking. Uh, <laughs> movies. <laughs> movies. It, it, you know, it is a capital W, capital M. It's a well-made fucking film. It really is. I mean, and it, it, mm. it has that. It's like almost surprising. Because again, it's like, you know, the, the movies that I feel like I most associate with Cronenberg are the ones like Videodrome and things like that, yes. that like I'm not into. A- yes. And I will give that they're well-made, but I think I'm just like so not into it. It doesn't hit mm. or whatever. But like when I'm watching something like this or like Dead Zone and like things like that, I'm like, this is up there with like Spielberg and oh, things like yeah. that that What's I really it? love. They are made just as well uh, yeah. as any of those kinds of movies that I deeply love from that era. I can't, I can't quite tell where it came from or where I saw it. I know it was on Twitter, but isn't it beautiful to see genre filmmakers getting big time fucking props from the masters? There's a tweet right, going yeah. around at the minute, which is, it's Scorsese, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he goes on for like good three, four yeah, paragraphs. Uh, uh, you know, a full throated, heartfelt, just a love letter to John Carpenter, mm-hmm. and and they live in particular. Right, yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) You got Goodfellas and Casino just writing a screed, just this beautiful love letter to Rowdy Roddy Piper's vehicle. They Mm. live. Uh, And yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because, as we've said, the subject matter might be out there. The fucking, the tropes might Mm -hmm. be, you know, an auteur will keep going back to their their hotspots, their touch points, but it's always done so well, always... As long yeah. as it's well made, I'll fucking I'll buy anything you want me to fucking right. buy if you just give it to me in a fucking well made package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like you said, it is like great to see someone like Scorsese like talk about something like like you know to praise John Carpenter like that and to yeah, but not even like you know Christine or right yeah you know right. <laughs> it's like, but I think you know when it, I. Th- feel like like John Carpenter is a horror director is a horror director right like not everything he's yeah. done is horror of course yeah but 100%. Um, but like 100% a horror director is a horror director and like I think you know seeing that kind of recognition and to n- acknowledge that like everything that a filmmaker watch watches impacts the way they make things uh, Scorsese yes. loving they lives means that his films were impacted what a by great that point. movie you know <laughs> like there are point. things choices he made later on that were because he loved something about that. And I think that, mm. like, it's cool to see. It's like the sort of unspoken part of watching a director talk about a horror filmmaker is to acknowledge that horror has impacted things that aren't horror. Um, yes. You know, and I think that's really cool. I love that. Yep, beautifully put. Beautifully put. Yeah. That's everything, yeah? Let me have a look. Yes, that is <laughs> everything. I look yeah. forward to speaking about Terminator salvation next week uh, yeah it, it's definitely a diminishing returns sort yeah of situation. i'm wondering if we don't skip two and go straight to dark fate <laughs> frankly um yeah and just as a side note i did like i said i rewatched rrr and i continue to say that everyone must watch rrr because it is one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life and wow it's three hours long and i could watch it every day and never tire of it it is just so goddamn good. It's the only, I think it's the only movie on my letterbox where I don't have a single friend who rated it under four stars. 
not wow. one outlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone gave it four to five stars without exception. It's just so good. So if you have not watched RRR yet, like, fix, yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, your chunk thing works because it is kind of set up in chunks. So you could watch it like you're watching three episodes of a TV show mm, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it would totally work that way. We watched it in two chunks because we were exhausted. Um, mm. But it's also one that, like, you could sit when I watched it the first time. Like, I normally kind of have my phone or whatever. And I remember I was sitting on my bed, like, cross-legged with, like, my, like, iPad in front of me. And then it was like I kind of pushed it to the side. And then I just closed it and then just, like, sat and watched the whole thing completely taken by it. So RRR is always a good choice. Do it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I know it's out there waiting for me. I know I'm going to get there at some point. Yeah, you got to do it. Um, I would say, like, I was going to say you could probably watch it with your kids. It is very violent, though. Um, and so I would imagine Laura would not be super into it. Uh, also, the Brits do not come off great in it. I'm fine. <laughs> it is, I'm fine with yeah. that. Uh, it's it's delight. Like, it's one of those things. It has, um, what's the fellow who just died a couple weeks ago? A uh, British actor. Oh, his name is escaping me mm. right now. But anyways, it really makes me respect like him, all the like white actors in this being in a movie that deeply like Brits yeah, yeah, are yeah, the yeah. bad guys. And is he old? British was he an Empire. old guy? No, no, no. He was 59, I think. Um, his name is totally... If you looked at him, you'd be like, oh, right, 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 right. Um, but... Yeah, I guess I could just look at the cast list on here since I have it in front of me. But, like, I feel like it just endears me to an actor to be able to be like, I don't give a fuck. I don't need... My country is the villain in this story. Uh, mm. Ray Stevenson is who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. About. Right, right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, so you had one story that I guess came through the group chat that you wanted to just leave us with as a parting shot this week. What's What's going on? There is, there is, there is a place where pathos and sympathy and bad deeds and shame and so many other negative, complicated human emotions get wrapped up where this story lives right it lives in that spot it lives in that kind of little zone (laughs) where it's it's tempted to laugh until you fucking think it through and it's just the what do you what do you do to what do you do to blow off steam Corey? to blow off steam it's actually a really good question. I think that's one of the things that I like struggle with. I don't I don't have like a good outlet for when I'm like I just mm. really need to like get shit off my chest. I don't know. So you you don't have a place you go or an activity that you do or a ritual you perform or anywhere or anything you do when you're just fuck man, I got to blow off some steam. I got to let this out. I've got to Yeah, it's you I know, need to ch- I need to chill. Maybe go for a walk or to the gym or something like that, but it is a thing that I'm never quite okay. sure what to do with myself. Okay. Well, you see, there's a there's a professor from Penn State by the name of Themis Matsukas mm. who had a similar kind of issue, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Where do you go when you want to blow off steam? Mm. Now, this guy, this guy, Themis Matsukas, um, 
Oh boy, this need. <laughs> I know where this is going, and I feel like it needs a giant content warning before we go any further. <laughs> she just wanted to blow off steam. Uh, content warning of uh, animal abuse. Let's put it that way. It's animal Let's abuse. Let's put it as it's, animal it's... abuse. And if you want to listen further, listen further. Uh, it's it's gonna get <laughs> yeah bad. What um what? How would you categorize the learning institution, Penn State? Because I know nothing of your uh, colleges. It's a great your... school. Yeah, it's a, a yeah really good. I'm I'm pretty sure it's an R one school, like a research okay. university. Great okay. reputation, Penn State. Because until until quite recently, there was a professor, a chemical engineering professor there. Uh, our, our our man here, Themis Matsukas, and he'd been there. He'd been teaching at Penn State since my God, early nineties. Long mm. career. Mm. Long distinguished career. I mean, he'd received a lot of awards, had tenure. You know, it was. This is a guy, uh, 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 an academically exceptional guy, who just didn't have a way to blow off steam. You know. Yeah. So, uh, what do you what do you get up to? Well, unf- I hate to say it, but Femis Matsukas was caught. Uh, in the most unusual of circumstances. Um, you know, often parks will set up trail cams, yes? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. aware of this practice? They'll set right. up a trail Especially camera when they're... Right, being shitty, you know, they're trying exactly, to... Exactly, exactly, exactly. So uh, the, uh, the DNCR, right? The Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. I don't know if you knew about that I acronym. I did not know I did that, not. yeah, but thank you. They turned up on Professor Matsukas's door uh, earlier on this month after a trail camera that had been set up uh, in a park near his home to deal with pickpockets, you know, to deal with, uh, you know, to deal with public well-being and public order. Nothing that, that, as far as they knew, had to do with him at all. Just nothing. There had been a spate of problems. So they set up a cam. Yeah, they set up a cam. And it was on that cam that Professor Matsukas was seen uh and i quote here from the new york post performing sexual acts with his dog uh, come on man come right? on performing sexual acts with his dog so we've got a professor here we've got a chemical engineering professor uh who, who quote said to the police you don't understand. I do it to blow off steam. That was that was his response when they came for him. But this is right. So already we've got animal abuse. Already we've got, and and this is by no means a little habit he had because that the cameras in that park had been catching somebody of his description doing similar things for almost a decade. Jesus Christ! Right? Yeah. He'd been he'd been caught on camera running about in a ski mask, naked from the waist down. Apart from boots and socks, mm. thank you. So Themis has undressed and put his fucking shoes and socks back on, and let's I mean, just focus the, on that. As you're an in image. the wilderness, you know. You're in the wilderness. Yeah, a lot Don't of expect trail cams watching you blowing off steam. Um, but it becomes the, the the pathos comes when you know you read some of his quotes. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, uh, apprehended at his home. You know, he's saying, he's quoted as saying, 
what do I have to do to get you to shoot me? I yeah. need to die. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, right? I mean, that's you're exactly right. That's the thing about this story is, like, obviously, you know, fuck him for abusing oh, an animal, you know? Completely. And that's like, not and that's not all, you know? he's He, he was kind of videoed whacking off her on the women's restrooms. And, right, yeah, and like being a creeper. All sorts of fucking weird, skeevy fucking weirdness. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a lot going on here. The fact, though, that, like... His and maybe that's just shame, you know. Speaking, maybe, just like, yeah, you know, yeah. just kill me because like this is up. Like we're talking about it now. Everyone is going to know what is yeah. his life going to be from this point forward. Maybe that's all there was to it was simply shame, you know. But like, what brings <sighs> you to the like? You don't understand. I'm just blowing off th- steam. Listen. I don't have a great outlet for blowing off steam, but it's yeah. never been like, hey, Gaucho, come here, you know, like. When it comes to <laughs> Corrigan, I said I've never thought it. Don't you give me that look? <laughs> Don't you dare! You invoked Gaucho. <laughs> I personalized it. I shouldn't have personalized it. <laughs> that was a mistake. You imagine a confused look. He looks confused now. <laughs> no, my sweet little bear. <laughs> little tongue hanging like, out. No. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Um, like. But you know. I it's mean, tempting. It's tempting to find comedy here, right? Again, right. to quote from the article, the shocking footage showed the professor wearing nothing but a ski mask, boots with socks, and a wristwatch, carrying a North Face backpack. Um, which, you know, it was a backpack that uh, that they found at his home with all Yeah, that of, was... Well, was know, that the thing that, that was, they said identified him? Like, because they'd seen, like, a, him entering the park or whatever? Uh, it, it was the bag, yeah, but... The bag. Uh, it was also the dog, which he'd been seen also entering. Mark Lewis. I'm sorry. <laughs> both which match. Bo- <laughs> oh, no. It was the dog in the bag. They saw them both on the video. They saw them both in his house. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I how mean, does maybe. an academic career end so sadly? Right. Like, it's just a. It, it, unfathomable situation to me you know like there's just how do you get i mean and this i don't know maybe it's just like i'm even giving him too much credit in any maybe, way like maybe, maybe this we is both simply are. Maybe we both are. yeah sexual perversion he like he yeah. got off on the idea that he was doing something wrong especially since maybe was... we both are maybe it's dr duffin jones's empathy virus mm-hmm. coming out in me again maybe I'm, i've been yeah. too empathetic since that episode i need to start <laughs> laying the smack down on these disable people. less empathy yeah i mean I, yeah i think it's a good practice to sort of try to understand what like he said i think that was a really good mm. thing to get into the idea of empathy or whatever um but i also think there's obviously like a class element of why we extend the empathy to him as opposed to like if this was just some rando who did it like oh but of he's course. educated he's of like course. got a great job and like all this kind of stuff and like why would he do a thing like this mm. <laughs> as opposed to like if it was just like some regular old creeper it'd be like fuck that guy you know so fuck that guy mm. obviously but what like a what a story like you sent me the like link to this the other day and i was like just like, every detail of this gets like more and more it does. bonkers. For me, it's it's when you set up a trail cam. That's you know you've got that little camera under your house to look for. Right. The yeah. Right. Imagine, imagine if we, you, uh, yeah if we, there was just know. like a guy all of a sudden. Yeah. Doing sordid business with the possums and things with that this, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be. 
You'd 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 take issue with it, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like we're obviously never gonna know any more about what yeah. happened here, but I deeply have questions for this guy <laughs> about mm-hmm. how does this become a thing that you do? How does this become a thing that you do? And do you know what, folks? There are that many of you out there listening to us at Jack of All Graves by now, in the hundreds of thousands. Statistically, <laughs> you've probably got something too, haven't you? Yeah. So, statistically, I mean, you've probably got a little something too. That's something like a weird thought. To, like, how many to blow off steam? How yeah. many Joe listeners have like some like very deeply, like bad weird thing? Oh, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> like I like I've said, it's it's a numbers game, mate. The more <laughs> listeners we gather, the more likely one of you are to have your mum in the freezer. And I'm here for it. You found the right podcast. <laughs> I guess so. We do not encourage you to <laughs> or... kill your mother and put her in the freezer. But if she yeah. dies of natural causes, listen, you got to get that rent it's a control. Bit warm. Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's, I, I got nothing else. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no further comments on this. Thank you for ending this on like a deeply disturbing yeah. note, Mark Lewis. I thought this was going to be a thing of interest, uh, a curiosity, but instead we just went hard uh, on the darkness, which is yes. a thing that we do here on the it Jack is. of All Graves podcast. Don't once act like you weren't warned. Once again, Mark Lewis, I am just very happy to have you back in my orbit to Same. see your sunburnt face, hear your very Welsh voice. It is a mm. delight. Uh, I hope all of you at home are as happy to have our man back uh, this week. And friends, we hope that you have an absolutely stunning week of just amazing luck and yeah. good fortune. Yeah. Just everything Life coming your events. way Yes, is just beautiful. And if it's not, think about us sitting here cheering you on. Uh, yes. We are in your corner no matter who else is against you. And if we're in your corner, fuck them all. That's right. You've got the most powerful allies right. that you could That's possibly right. have. Uh, and we love it when you do well. Here, here. So, friends, like we said, have a great week. And, yeah. of course, yeah. one last thing that you must do. Should I say the thing? You should say the thing. Stay spooky.